What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Kia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes. And shout to everybody that came out to our live show. Yes. Shout to you. We appreciate you guys. It was sold out, actually oversold. And we had an amazing, amazing time. I mean, I mean, it, it's just, I love to see you guys. I love to talk to you guys. I love mm-hmm. to a- uh, answer you guys' questions. And it was just a dope show. So we appreciate you guys for joining us. I know you guys uh, always ask for us to do live shows and I promise you that we would do more and that was our second one this year already second one this year fourth one total yeah and if you missed it we apologize we're trying to get to different states and different cities we're trying even our international people that listen, we appreciate you guys. I hear you all the way from South Africa or London. London. We're Canada, trying, yeah, Canada. We're Toronto, trying to get mainly. to you guys. You know, we're trying, Vancouver. trying to set up a tour or something. You know, where we could stop through and and see you guys and say hi and all that good stuff. I just love seeing the listeners face to face. Absolutely. You know, I met somebody at the live show and she was like, I only wash my face with cold water from now on. I was That's like, ah, that is good. <laughs> that is good. So we wanted to say just thank you to you guys. And we yes, really appreciate thank you it so much. Now, also, um, I just want, you know, we give an update of the detox. So how is the detox working for you? And the reason I'm saying that is Gia is, is sitting here in front of in food in front of her, but it's all healthy food. Yes, yes, You yes. got your uh, avocados, your blood oranges, your uh, cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. and uh, quinoa? quinoa. Quinoa. After all this time, you still can't pronounce I it. I still can't pronounce it. I mean, I know that it reads like uh, quinoa. Quinoa, that's right. what I was calling it. But we've said it enough times that you should know that it's called quinoa. Yeah, it's quinoa. Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't mind the quinoa. The quinoa is pretty, it's kind of like rice. So like rice I eat it with too. the cherry tomatoes. I season everything with the seasonings that we're allowed to use. And I eat it all together. And it's actually delicious. This is something that I'll keep eating uh-huh. after the detox is over. It's a nice little healthy snack. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know about snack. Why are you staring at it like that? Because I'm starving. Because <laughs> I, I haven't had lunch yet. Wow, you were staring at it a little crazy right now. I, I haven't had lunch yet. Um, but I asked you if you want something to eat. I was going to prepare it for you, too. You told me no. I said I'll do the podcast first and then we'll do it. I just didn't want to have the food there. I can't eat it and talk. So I just said I'll wait. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't have it as a snack, as dinner, lunch. Yes. But snack, I need like fruit, something sweeter. Really? Yeah. See, I mean, I like... I don't like sweet as much as everybody else. Right. You know, like I'm not a big, like all of you guys love fruit snacks and cookies with cream fillings and cupcakes and cake bites and fruit by the foot, fruit roll ups. Like you guys like all of that stuff. That's not really me. I know. My kind of snack is more salty, like potato chips, sweet and sour or sour cream and onion or Doritos or the cheddar pop with the white cheddar popcorn. I like things that feel a little bit more like food and less like candy. I'm not a big candy person. Well, do me a favor, right? Just explain to the people how your detox is going. I got to run to the bathroom right fast. So start explaining. I know it's weird, but I got to run right fast. Explain to the people how your detox is going, how it's making you feel, how much weight you lost, and I'll be back in 20 seconds. Okay, so at the live podcast, I told everybody that I lost 10 pounds. And, you know, it's funny. People are coming up to me like, oh, you look great. You look great. And I think that people associate looking great with weight loss. But for me, especially in my case, weight loss isn't always a great thing. I think that I look emaciated. When I look in the mirror now so. without I'm clothes back. on, I look too skinny. I look too skinny. I don't think and so. And it's not like, oh, skinny, like, oh, she looks great. No, to me, it looks like eat a burger, like put some weight on. No, you don't my look like face, that at all. Yes, my face looks different. I've lost so much weight in my face that I feel like my cheekbones are very prominent and I look different. I think that I look different. I think I think you do look different, but I don't think it's where you need to eat a burger or eat a steak. Okay, let's be real. It's not too sexy right now. Let's no, be real. Like, like, like we're real, right? It, my body's not too sexy right now. I lost my boobs. I lost my butt. I lost my thighs. Like everything is disappearing. But your but, system, your inside of your system is clean. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like you have to take the good with the quote unquote bad. And I think for some people... That's a good thing because there might be people that want to spearhead weight loss or spearhead a diet. So this would be a good way 
to get a head start. I'm just talking about for me and my body type, I just feel a little scrawny right now. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. I feel scrawny. And as you know, when we first talked about the detox and whether and when we decided whether we were going to move forward with it, that was my concern. Right. But that you, I, I didn't feel that I could really afford to lose weight the way that more. you were dropping weight. Because you're not eating more. They, you know, they suggest that you, since you don't want to lose weight necessarily, should eat maybe four or five times a day of servings of food. That's what you should be doing. Right. But as you know, we had a very, very, very busy last two weeks. Correct. I mean, sleeping. You usually sleep three, four hours a night. Me sleeping three, four hours a night isn't normal. Well, it's less than that. I've been getting less than that. The other lately, day, I had been getting two less hours than, of sleep. Yeah. And I've been getting like three, four. So I've been preoccupied with things. I've been busy with things. So I really, I didn't have the time to eat five times a day. So I'm sure that's part of the reason why I'm losing weight. But the upside is that I'm sure that my insides are sparkling. Sparkling. (laughs) So the only thing, I haven't felt a change in my energy. And um, I think what's happening is kind of like, um, what is that called, babes? The, um, when the, the lap, the lap band, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The lap band. Okay, so when people have lap band surgery, um, long story short, you pretty much shrink the size of your stomach, correct? Mm -hmm. So you eat less and clearly you lose weight as a result of it because your stomach can only accommodate a small amount of food. Uh Um, I feel as though with the detox, since my body is starting to get used to eating less, Mm -hmm. I feel like my stomach is shrinking. So my appetite is probably half of what it used to be. And now when I eat something like, for instance, yesterday I had half a bowl of butternut squash soup and I was full. And you made fun of me for that. I did make fun of you for that. And you made fun of me for I that. Did, yeah. You ate half a bowl of butternut squash soup and I was like, what? So now you're not a man anymore? <laughs> like no, but real men eat a full bowl of soup. No, but that's, or the two. Thing. but that's the thing is it's, you know, you eat all your, all these, all the fruit and, and you know, the avocados and your quinoa and all that stuff. And, you're not as hungry as much now. Now yes. the, the crazy thing about it is, I I feel like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I want avocados today. I want this fruit, that fruit, yes, pineapples. But then you eat all half that, that bowl of soup, and then all of a sudden you're, you're full. full. I couldn't believe it. Usually, I would eat a full bowl of soup as an appetizer at a restaurant, followed by a salad, maybe three or four more appetizers, and my entree. Well, appetizers split with you, obviously. Right. And then my entree. And now I'm full off of half of what was typically considered an appetizer for me. It's crazy. So, again, for people that want to lose weight or at least get started, I think this is a good, healthy way to detoxify your system. Yeah. So, and this is day number 16 or 17. Seven, uh, don't short our... Don't listen. Today is, I think, day number 17. 17. Don't mess with them days. And for me, I'm down... At midnight, on the last day, I'm going to have something hot, piping, steaming in front of me. Well, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ease I'm back into it. I'm not easing off of nothing. That is not going to happen. I'm just telling you that right now. Okay. So don't talk about easing anything to me. Jeannie, I'm so- Jesse, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be easing off of anything. And, and um, see me, I'm down 22 pounds in 17 days. You're still only at 22 pounds? I'm at 22 pounds. I was 22 pounds yesterday and the day before. You seem to like drop a pound like a pound a day almost. Yeah, not not anymore. I guess it slowed down. I don't know. But um, I'm down 20. Like uh, I started off, it was like one, 192, 193. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got, I get on the, on, the, on the scale every day. I was 170 this morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So down 22, 23-ish pounds. So, um, well, didn't you start at 194? Mm-hmm. You were in 192 or 194? It was between 192, 193, 194. It, was, it, it depends. Like so you're now, 22 pounds-ish. Right. But, it might be a little bit more. I think you were at one one ninety four. But I think I weigh myself in a different like I weigh myself every morning. So oh, but I know. you know what? Okay, so let's give ourselves a two pound grace because it could be two pounds more, two pounds less because you weigh yourself pre poop and post poop. I do. <laughs> so- no, because I really want to know what I, w- I really want to know what the food is in my body. Like how many pounds do I have before I poop? Like, after maybe I, poop, I just poop two pounds before I pee. After That's I pee, crazy. I'm just curious to know. I just like to know how <laughs> like, my body dude, works. I want to know the weight of your poop. Keep that to yourself. But if you want to try it, again, it's the detoxnow.com. That's what Gia and I did. And like I said, again, we don't get nothing from it. No money, nothing. Yeah, they don't sponsor our podcast. They don't sponsor our podcast, nothing. It's just something that we did. I seen the weight. People come up to me all the time and say, wow, you lost a lot of weight. What did you do? That's exactly. 
mean, really, listen, it's just in the spirit of spreading love. You know, whenever we find something that's good, that's worthy of sharing, we like to share it. I don't like when people discover something amazing and keep it to themselves. Oh, I will keep something to myself if, Why? If sometimes because sometimes I don't need the world to know. Why? Wait, explain that to me. I'm just the type of person like, let me let me shine with this shit first. You're like then- my mother. My mother, you Virgos. My mother used to be like that. Like if I got a secret that's going to have me pop in, that's my secret to keep. Absolutely. Like I'm not telling the world. That's right. I'll tell you after I, I'm I, the opposite. After I slut it out a little bit, then y'all can have it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm the exact opposite. If I find something good and I know that it has me feeling good or looking good or is good in my life in any way, like I want to be the first person to tell people to share so nah. people can get in on that goodness. No, no, no. Just like if there's a well and the well has nothing but uh, water and the water does uh, amazing things to my face. Let me do it to my face first. And then after I slut it out, then I'll be like, hey, there's a well over there. Y'all better hurry up. <laughs> Because I drank most of it. I drank most of it. That's just that's just me. Yeah, well, we're different where where it comes to that. Now let's let's get into the podcast. Now this has been a, a kind of a a crazy week for me, and for you as well, and for our family as well. It was like a it was like a high, and then a low, and then a high again. What was the high? Um, just trying to follow your thought process. Okay, first, of course, we have a nineteen or twenty month old. Um, her birthday's in August, so we are in. Um, March. We're in April. No, we're in. Where are we? I don't even know where we're at. It's April. Been a busy we're April. April. We're April. April. April, right? April. Yes. April. April. <laughs> April. May. June. July. August. So she is. Um, don't even know how old your kid is, huh? I mean, when people ask, she's a year and a half. That's what I said. You want to? You want me to? Oh, she's narrow like, down the months, and I got to sit here and count months to people. Like, why am I doing? That? All right. Well, she's, she's a year, year and, and a half. half. She's a year and a half, and uh, she started school. Yes. And, Ricky's first day of school. And just to watch. As, you know, we kind of just open up the gate and put her in school and she's, you know, starting school with new teachers and friends and Mm -hmm. that feeling, you know, gear was there. I was actually at work and she sent me the video and I teared up watching that video. You should have teared up. She was kicking, screaming and hollering. Yes, you should have teared up. I was a mess. Explain to the people you were there. So what happened? Yes. Yeah, so um, as far as Brookie starting school, you know, people always ask, well, when did you start mm-hmm. your children in school? You know, do you think that they should start earlier on? Some people start at pre-K, others start at kindergarten. Correct. For me, when a child gets to the point where I'm giving them everything that I can give them at home mm-hmm. and it starts to feel like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. That's when, in my opinion, it's time to start school. Okay. And I'm not really talking about daycare because daycare is a little different. Um, They entertain the kids and I'm sure that there's some educational components to their program, Mm -hmm. but daycare is typically more about caring for your child while you're at work. We send our kids to a Montessori school where The entire thing is socialization and Mm -hmm. education. And if you go to work, obviously, that helps because you know that your children are being cared for, hence daycare. But um, the program is different. And we've talked about Montessori schools. That's my preference. But traditional education is great as well. Um, So... You know, with all of our kids, we got to a point where I'm home, I'm playing with them, I'm doing puzzles with them, I'm reading to them, I'm teaching them their words and their alphabet. And, you know, we're watching shows and movies and things like that. And it just gets to a point where I kind of feel like you hit a ceiling Mm -hmm. and it starts to get boring because you're doing the same things every day. And then when your child starts talking, mm-hmm. you know, you every week I'm writing down new words. Okay, Brooklyn said this today or London said this today or Jackson said that today when right. they were learning. And you want to encourage that. Mm-hmm. Now I want her to start putting those words into sentences. Now I don't want to just hear yes, no, juice, go away, leave me, come Shoe, head, nose, ears. I want to hear her start putting them into sentences. And it's easier when she's around other little ones the same age. They're learning at the same time. You have a multitude of teachers that are teaching them. And you also have older children in the class, which is, to me... 
the best way because now you have four and five year olds like what she has at home. She has her older three and four year old siblings, but now you have more of them and they're all talking to you. And this is going on throughout the entire day. So it's going to encourage her to talk. And then there are all types of tools and toys that are going to increase her motor skills. So things like that is what she's going to gain through being in school at this young age and, you know, going out to play every uh-huh. day, Absolutely. And, you know, just being around other children her age. And I just think that it'll start to open her up, not, not just socially, but emotionally. So it's a good thing. So we decided to send her to school at this age. All the other school, all the other kids started between 19 months and um, two years old. Mm-hmm. So she might be the youngest, her and Jax. I think they her started and Jax, the Jax earliest. Pretty, yeah. So it was her first day on Monday. And oh my gosh, this little baby, she's she's what, what we call a hand baby. She's so used to being in someone's arms mm-hmm. that handing her off to someone that she does not know damn near traumatized her. And me. And you and your mother. My my mom cried. Yes. Handing her off and watching her face change and look at me like, wait, you're just going to leave me with these strangers? That look and she's crying and she's kicking her arms and legs are flailing all over the place and she's reaching for me. And just the look in her eyes was just like, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I need to stay here for a little while longer. The teacher was like, no. It's best if you go because the longer you stay, the more separation anxiety she's going to have, which is true. And Mm -hmm. I knew that it's like you really just have to cut the cord. Correct. So I just had to walk out and I lingered outside the classroom for about an hour Mm -hmm. and I was videotaping her from outside the classroom through the window. And I sent it to you. I sent it to your mom. And it was just it was heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, for me, man, it's it's the worst feeling because, you know. It's crazy because every every baby we have, I'd be like, "That's my baby, that's my baby," you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, wait, I just, but Brookie's really your baby. I love my babies, you know. <laughs> Brookie's been changing on me a little bit recently, but Brookie was my baby. Like you know how excited I get and how excited she gets. So to see her, you know. So let me paint the picture. So Gia drops the baby off. Gia and the nanny goes in the room, and this was the nanny's last day. The nanny waited for her last day to drop the baby off. That's how the, connected the nanny is to the baby. So well, it's not her last day. She's going to Ecuador for a six week vacation. Right. So Irma is not going to be with us for the next six weeks. So she scheduled her vacation day to coincide with Brookie's first day of school so she could be there for it. Correct. So we go together. Mm-hmm. So they, they walk inside and um, Brookie sees all the kids and the tables and the chairs and Brookie sits right down in the chair. Right. So because she thinks it's all good. She thinks it's she all has good. no idea. Right. So Irma and Gia kind of just like moonwalk out of the classroom. <laughs> And then when they moonwalk out the classroom, Brookie looks over her shoulder and doesn't see Irma or Mommy. And she looks back and the teacher gives her some papers. And and Brookie at first is cool. And then I think Brookie realized, like, wait a minute. Who the fuck is this? Right. Who the fuck are these kids? Right. Who Mm -hmm. the fuck is this teacher? Mm -hmm. So Brookie was like, nah, I'm out, B. So Brookie (laughs) gets up and runs to the door. Yeah. And then she gets to the door and the door is locked. So she now starts knocking Brookie starts door. knocking on the door because I guess she thinks it's almost like our bedroom where you got to knock on the door to or come in. To come mm-hmm. in. So she's knocking on the door like, all right, come, motherfuckers, come get me. Playtime over. Playtime over. I'm, I'm here. Joke done. Like, look, all right, yeah. come get me. And then we didn't come get her and she was crying and bawling. You said we like you were there because you were on I, FaceTime. I felt like I was there. <laughs> I felt like I was there. And she was crying and bawling. And then the camera just backs up because you started to walk away and you just left my baby girl. What kind of mom leaves her baby? Mom that wants her child to be educated. Mm. So today's day three and it was the same thing. But there's a teacher at the school. Well, she's a teacher in training. So she's one of the teachers in the classroom. There's Mm -hmm. about maybe four teachers in the classroom and then a couple of helpers. And it's a great ratio because there's only about maybe seven or eight kids in the class. So it's almost like a one-to-one ratio, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So there's one teacher who's training and she's a, she's Disney characters on the weekend. That's her weekend job. Right. So I don't know if you guys have kids or nieces or if you like Disney cartoons yourself, but Brooklyn is obsessed with Moana. Oh my goodness. And so is London. She loves it. Yes. She sings the song. She's like, Mana, mm-hmm. Mana. So this teacher in training 
is Moana sometimes on the weekends. So she starts singing Moana songs to Brookie. And I promise you, she looks like instead of a Hawaiian, because Moana's Hawaiian. I right? believe so, yeah. Instead of like a Polynesian type of Moana, she's like a Spanish looking Moana. She's like a Puerto Rican. But she looks like Moana, like she has Moana's nose. So Brookie swears up and down that this teacher is Moana, Moana. personified. Right. So like her shoe came off. She's like, Moana. Shoo. Right. <laughs> Wanna eat. Oh, because after I left the classroom, I went into the office because they have cameras in the classroom. Oh, and I watched half of her day right, right. from the from the monitor just to make sure that she got acclimated and settled and whatnot. But she was in Moana's arms the entire day. So she 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 managed to mellow out mm-hmm. and be okay. It's just, you know, that first 10 minutes when I left, it was just every day, including today, it was just very, very difficult. Yeah, so so that was that. So my, my baby girl, is she's getting older. And the next thing that almost made me tear this week was a young man wanted to ask Madison to the prom. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what happened was one of Madison's closest friends uh, texted Gia and said this young man wanted to talk to Gia. And me about asking Madison to the prom. So um, we spoke to him on the phone and he pretty much said that, you know, he wanted to take Madison to the prom and wanted to know how he should go about asking it. He had this idea and wanted our opinion and wanted uh, to get permission. Yeah, he pretty much called to ask permission Mm -hmm. to ask her to the prom, which I thought was adorable. Mm -hmm. I mean... And it's the same gentleman that wanted to take us driving to prove that he was able and capable and responsible enough to take her driving. So it's the same gentleman. So he called Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, I want to. And he told me he has a whole he had a whole elaborate plan planned out that was so adorable. And I said, no, I said, absolutely. Um, I think that she would love to go to the prom with you. And so he responded by saying, you think that she would say yes. I said, I think that she would say, yes, yes, I do. I do. He's like, well, how do you think I should ask her exactly? I said, well, let me tell you this. Well, he had his idea already. Well, no, he already had his idea, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about um, the underlying mood okay. of him asking her. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, well, I said to him, Madison is a fickle person, right? you know, She's never had a serious boyfriend in the past Mm -hmm. and she's relatively inexperienced. So with you being a junior, I don't know if she thinks that you're more experienced than she is. And by you asking to her to the prom, I don't want her to automatically assume that that's going to make you guys boyfriend and girlfriend, because if she makes that assumption, then it may scare her away. Right. It may cause her to take a step back. I said, so my advice to you would be to ask her to the prom as friends because they're not dating. Mm -hmm. They're not involved in any way. So I told him, give her a chance to be around you, to realize that you're a nice young man that you're responsible, that you're respectful, that you're fun, right. that you're funny, mm-hmm. and that you're great to be around. And once you start cultivating a friendship, if there's potential for it to turn into something else, it will. I said, but just don't jump out the box right. and say something or ask something that may scare her away. I said, I know my daughter and she's a type of person that would like to take things nice and slow and easy. And he was like, okay, 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 that's what I'll do. Then that's what I'm going to do. I was like, okay. He was like, so should I do it at school or should I do it at the house? And I'm like, if I were you, I wouldn't do it at school. See, me being me, it would be dope if a boy did that for me at school. Correct. I said, but me knowing my daughter, who's a completely different individual, she probably would be embarrassed and would probably feel a little way about all the attention that would come her way as a result of you doing it in school in front of all of your peers. You know, she's more of a private person. Like if you did it at the house, then she can just enjoy the surprise, just you and her. And if you bring her friend along, that's great. But doing it school, like she does not like to be the center of attention at all. Like she's a very low key 
type of person. He was like, okay, okay. Well then if I can do it at the house, what day do you think I should do it? Should I do it today? Because tomorrow I have work. And then the day after this, that, and the third, I said, well, she's going to the hair salon on Saturday. And when she comes back, her hair is going to be wrapped. So when I walk her in the house and both of us have a doobie, she's probably not going to be happy that this is going to be the recording and the memory of her looking like that. You know what I mean? I said, so do it Monday after school. So he came, um, he asked me if I could stall her after school and take her somewhere. So I picked her up from school. Mm -hmm. Then I took her for like a late lunch at a Thai restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then I took her shopping for like, you know, maybe an hour. And then I buzzed him into the gate. I let him into the house. So he and her best friend were waiting at the house. So I'm recording her as we're walking in and he comes out with this cute poster that he made and drew and wrote on and everything. And it said prom would be unbearable without you. And it had a huge teddy bear and there was like a whole sweet production. Yeah. So, I'm going to post a picture. You I'm, can't post it. I'm just going to blur, blur their faces out. Because people don't know what Madison looks like already. Well, they don't know what the young man looks well, like. Well, if you blur his face out, that's fine. But you have to get her permission. Why do you think, I, like, I'm not posting. Like, you have to ask her. That's her business. Like, it's one thing if we share general things that's going the on. People want to know. They would, they would love to see. No, nah, but maybe she, she's also a private person in a lot of ways. So All right, well, I'll just you post have to a... make, You can't just go post in a video. Like, this is, that's no, her business. No, not the video. Just the... The, um, the picture of them? The picture well, you just have them. to make sure it's okay with her. Oh, you I'll can't just, just po- go around posting stuff. Well, it was. Because we, what we share is our business. Like, like if something happens between us and the kids, that because you know what, Logan asked me the same thing. He's like, "What are you gonna do with that picture?" I'm like, "I'm gonna give it to Madison." He's like, "Oh, you're not gonna send it to like the family and everything." I'm like, "If she wants me to, I will." But that's her business. We share our business. If they're involved in our business, then yes, that's par for the course. Uh-huh. They can be included in our stories, but that's solely her business. I'll cut them out then. I'll just have to post in the there. <laughs> I just want the people to see it. It was cute. But was anyway, so adorable. I wasn't there and I, I was pissed off that I wasn't there at there either. Yeah, you were upset. You would have liked to be there. Yeah, I was at the accountant. The tax day was a couple of days ago. And we had to get the taxes <laughs> right in. So I couldn't be there for that. Trip anyway. out to Long Island. Yeah. So I had to do the taxes. But I did see the video and that made me cry, too, because I was like, did it wow. really make you cry? It made me tear up. It's like and your mom, too. Yes. Madison was like my first like she was the baby She's baby. Your first? Yes. Just, she was just your first? Well, our first, but she was like, she's like the baby baby. She's like the the one that we kind of learned everything from. She was the guinea pig baby? She was the guinea pig. Like, <laughs> I learned how to change pampers from Madison. Right, right, right. I learned how to feed a baby through Madison. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost... Now she's big girl. Yes. I, I Like, she swallowed a penny and I had to search through her poop. That was Madison. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, that was my... That's my baby. Like, she is... My baby, like mm-hmm. baby, baby, like I get that's my girl. Baby. Yes, you see what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But now my girl has another guy taking her out. That's fucking crazy. Did like, it make you feel away at all? Yes, but I'm how? the only guy that takes her out. Like, if it's not me, it's her grandfather or my friends that are so close that they're like uncles. You, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a guy that he's here for a different reason. He's I I I like him. I like him too, He's but so nice. still like that's my baby. So nice and kind and respectful. Right, like mellow. Like, you know, people know I'll go crazy about you. Like I will go even worse for her. Like mm-hmm. she is like that's my baby. We understand. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm about to cry now. <laughs> like that's my little girl. Yeah. That you know what's funny? This doesn't make me feel that way. And I, I think that, you know, it's going to be very hard for me to let her go. Mm-hmm. But something like this, like this just made me smile and happy. Like, oh, the first time that she got asked to a prom, you know. Right. But then where does it go from there? Then it's the first time she goes to prom. Well, she's only a sophomore. So she has she'll have two more proms to go no, to no, junior not, prom and senior I'm prom. I'm not talking about that. Then it's the first time she got a kiss. Then it's the first time. I don't think you'll know. But I don't think she's going to come to you and tell you that. She'll come and tell me. That. And then you'll tell me right after. You want to know? No. Exactly. Yes, I do want to know. You know what? <laughs> I do want to know. Then it's like the uh-huh. first time, then it goes up from there. Like there's no stopping. It's kind of like, that's why like it's, it's making me cry because it's then, then it's the kiss. Then it's the French kiss. Then the hand goes up the yeah, shirt. Yeah, I don't think that then, there's going to, no, see, no, I think the first kiss is the French kiss. Like nobody just peck. No, the, no teenager's just going to peck at first. You got to do a pick. You got to do a pick. We it's, never pecked at first. Yeah, I'm sure it was a good night. No, I think the first time that you took me out, 
It was a French kiss. Good night. No, what's yeah, I don't think it was like, like pecks. Like you peck like your mom, or I peck you when I come into the house to say hi. I'm home. That's when you peck. Like you don't peck. Like nobody. That's weird. You just going sit there and rest your lips on someone else's lips for four seconds and not do nothing. It could be, it could be a strange. second. Strange. That's the second. But see, but then it goes from there. Then it's that. Then it's my. The we don't hand, need to talk about what, what's going to go up. Next. And yeah, then we don't have to talk about that. And then what are you doing? I don't know. It came out. Why did you just pull that out? Because it was halfway out. That is the hardest thing to get done. It's I'm, done. And, it's and a wrap. Now you got to do it yourself. But then, you know, well, my my string just came out of my sweatpants. It's the worst because now Waste. you got to get a. Uh, Paper, whatever it's called. I I don't. I never do it. My mom is it. safe. You got to get a safety. I am, the pants fit on the waist. Can we continue? Right, but then after that, then it's the I love you thing. And then somebody, oh my, I don't want. Oh, fuck, like you know what? That like ah oh, fuck. Oh, but like your child falling in love. I don't want to hear. Do that. you remember that? No. Like, that's, oh. I don't want to talk about that. No, that makes me happy. That doesn't give me anxiety. That like gives that, me anxiety. That makes me happy. All right, but that's because your baby girl's it's growing up. Nice to see her open up a little bit more and spread out a little bit more and not be a little girl, you know, like to start doing things on her own and start to have like feelings and emotions. And I'm not saying that she is right now, but I can see we're on the precipice of that. Yeah. Which is making me nervous and scaring me and I'm losing my baby girl. Mm-hmm. And we're also losing Irma. And that's the other thing that damn near made me tired, made me cry this week. Irma. <laughs> A nanny who does like she does everything. Like if I'm like, hey, Irma, um, Madison has practice in Florida. Can you take her? She she'd be like, sure. Just make sure there's gas in the tank. That's how she is. <laughs> yeah. And we're and we're losing her for you know six weeks. She's going on vacation, and mm-hmm. you know she needs it. She deserves a vacation. She, she deserves de- a six week vacation. No, she definitely does. But I'm like, damn, like. You just gonna leave just 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 us by ourselves. Yeah, she really is like my right arm, though. Yeah, like she's anything gone. that has to be done that I cannot clone myself to do myself. She does, right? She does. Yeah, so she's she's gone, and she loves our kids like they're her own. Like you know, so we, she's very she's very very special. Even to the me. way we travel, like you know, Gia and I can say, okay, we have to do this in Miami. Come back the next day. We know that the house is is safe. We know that the kids are safe. We know that everything is good. Like. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like who's going to make my quinoa and avocado? Who made your quinoa and avocado today? What? I, I didn't eat it yet. Well, it's downstairs waiting for you. You're going to make my squash soup and all that too? Who made your squash soup yesterday? You did. All right. So what are you talking about? Well, I, like I didn't know if that was like that. Was that a fresh one or, or did she make it, no, it in I the fridge? No, I made it. I cut the butternut squash and then I opened up the cans of <laughs> coconut milk and I boiled it. You did I that on yourself? You've got to be kidding me. I didn't know you know how to do make healthy shit. I know you know how to make like chicken and steak. and The healthy stuff is much easier than the more difficult stuff that I cook. Uh-huh. So you put it in the Nutribullet, blend it, you boil it. Well, like, you know, you heat it really, really, really hot, almost to a boil. You put it in the blender, blend it. Okay. Then it's like nice and smooth. And then you pour it in a bowl. You let it sit. You season it. It's good to go. Our babies are getting bigger. That's going to be the name of this podcast. Our babies are getting big. I mean, you can't just be Debo in the name of these podcasts. I'm just thinking of it right now because it's making me tear. Like our babies are fucking getting bigger. Like that's Madison, a, that's a good name. It's going on a prom. Like baby Brooklyn is in school. So now we gotta. I gotta like go what's prom, up, motherfuckers? I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> like like what the fuck? I gotta go. We have to go prom shopping. I have to get her a dress right, and shoes and see, decide on a look. Now it's even worse. Now we are talking about spending money. See, before I was good with you know, but now oh my gosh, now because yeah, a dress has to be dope. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients that are personally tailored to your exact needs. Their fun online quiz, which asks you all about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, makes it real easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you need, specifically what you need now. It's easy. just takes a couple of minutes. And what you need to do is go to the website and you can find out what you need. Now, the best thing about Care Of is how easy it is. The quiz asks you a few questions questions about your routine to determine what vitamins are best for you and after you take all the quizzes and check everything out you can just get vitamins that you think can help work for you even better they even show you what vitamin does to your body and where they're sourced from complete transparency and honesty i said transparency transparency what did i say maybe how you say it 
Transparency. There you go. And we love that. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code CaseyCrew. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter the code CaseyCrew for 25% off your first month of personalized vitamins. It's a great deal and easy way to get your health on. All right. So visit TakeCareOf.com and get your vitamins today. All right. Well, let's let's keep it moving. Let's go to the email of the week. All right. Now, um, the email is the Casey crew at Gmail dot com. That's T.H.E.E. Casey crew at Gmail dot com. Now, um, this is from Leah. Right. We're going to do two emails today, too, baby, because we got a little time. Okay. Hey, Gia and Envy. I've been listening to y'all podcast for about 10 months and really enjoy it. Keep it up. I've been in a committed relationship with my boyfriend for almost three years. He's my first love and the only person I've been in love with. He's 27. I'm 24. There is one huge problem. I feel like he's holding me back spiritually. He is a believer and reminds me of that all the time. However, I believe I'm growing so much spiritually and he has me at a standstill i'm trying to help him so we can grow together spiritually but it's not working in any way he tries to get me to do things i know are wrong however i love him so much and have a hard time saying no i don't know what to do i don't know uh, i don't want to give up on him he's a good man however it's becoming exhausting at this point at some point we have to grow up and make changes to ourselves thank you for reading call me leah Mm. all right now, this is the thing. And, you know, um, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I honestly feel Leah, that you have to let him be him. And and just by reading this, I, I thought about it quickly and I said, damn, what, what would you do? How would you feel? How would who feel My, myself or if, if, the, if the tables would turn, how if we were you? in a situation. Okay, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like this, you know, the first thing I was like, well, where are you trying to grow spiritually and he doesn't want to fuck with you? He doesn't want to come down that road. F him. But well, I'm think- she said he's spiritual. Right. But thinking about it, I'm like, you can't force anybody to believe or to grow down the road in somebody else's tempo. Meaning if I'm all the way in and you're halfway in, I can't force you to be all right. the way in. Mm-hmm. I have to allow you to, you know, bump your head, make some mistakes, not life threatening or, or life changing where you're going to jail, but I have to have you bump your head a little bit for you to see that this is the way, you know, um, with, with that saying, you know, we follow a path that we feel is spiritual. We feel is positive. We feel that that's the way that God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was on that mission and you aren't, I wouldn't just be like, well, she doesn't want to come on this mission ever because some people go on a mission when they feel. You know, I feel it's your job to try to continue to get him on that road or that journey. But to to pretty much if he's not ready or he's not there yet, I don't think you should necessarily be like, well, I don't know what to do. No, you have to allow him to fall. You have to allow him to hit his head. You have to allow him to to get on that journey. It might take a little extra. You know, you found your way before him, whatever that way may be. I don't know what you're talking about because you were very vague. I don't know if it's the fact that he's using stolen credit cards or the fact that he's uh, whatever it may be. But I think that you have to allow him to catch up to you. You can't just say, okay, well, I'm writing him off because he's not he's not doing what I'm doing. I think that's wrong. Well, um, I think the biggest problem for her, Mm -hmm. I I don't necessarily think that she's overly concerned with him being at a different pace. Mm -hmm. So from what I understand, um, and I don't know what religion she is, so I'll just say God, whoever her God is. I believe that she believes in God and he also believes in God. And he probably demonstrates his spirituality. However... He chooses that allows her to recognize that he is spiritual. Uh But being spiritual is vague in and of itself. Correct. And, you know, there was a time where, you know, I'm Catholic. I went to Catholic school my entire life. You went to Catholic school your entire life. So we were educated and we knew who God was and the apostles and the disciples. And we right. knew about the Bible and mm-hmm. the gospel. And in my school, my elementary school, I had to go to church every Wednesday. And every Wednesday we had a half a day. We would leave early and then the CCD kids would come in and get their religious education. So I knew about God. I prayed. But 
And in some senses, I was spiritual, but I didn't really understand what that meant. Correct. And being spiritual and being a follower, considering yourself, you know, a faithful child of God, a lot comes with that. A Mm -hmm. lot of responsibility comes with that. And I'd like to consider myself smart. Mm -hmm. And I had the wherewithal to understand that especially if it was explained to me, but there was nothing in me that gave me the drive to chase that. Right. So as much as I knew about God, my life wasn't affected in a way that made me want to chase God. Okay. I thought that saying a generic prayer every day, you know, you pray before you eat, you say another little generic prayer before you go to bed. You think that you're doing your job. Right. But that was so ignorant and so naive. But I didn't have anybody behind me pushing me in that direction because my parent, well, my mother was probably the same kind of spiritual that I was. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So nobody kind of showed me the light. And it wasn't until God impressed himself upon me and upon our marriage that the light went off and I got it and my life started to change for the better. So I'm saying all of that to say that it's not just enough for him to know about God, Mm -hmm. to want to chase God. I believe that he has to be prompted in his own way to chase God. And that can be through watching your blessings unfold, or it can be something that he goes through personally. But having you there to witness may be it for him. Mm -hmm. With that being said, just like Rashawn said, you can't push him. You can't push him. You have to allow him his space in his way. At the same time, you cannot lack you cannot let his lack of that chase, his lack of having God present in his life affect the way that God is present in your life. Hold on a second, we have somebody at the door. Come on in. Yeah. Hi. Okay, yes. Now, you're probably wondering who that is. That no, is our new nanny coming okay, in. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she is uh, stepping off for a second. I wanted to tell Gia that she was stepping off. I was just telling yeah, she, yeah, she's nanny. going on break. Yeah, she's going on break. I wanted to tell Gia that she was going on break. Okay, continue on. So, since you are steady on your path, you can't let him distract you. Right. So, if he has wayward ways or he's doing things that are against your beliefs, then... In my opinion, it's your job to mentor him and to explain to him the error of his ways. And you can't let that have any place in your life. Right. And got to stay the course. You have to stay your course and you can only do what you can. You can't be dragged down by him and whatever sins you find that he's committing. That doesn't have any effect on you. God isn't going to be judging you for his actions. But just like you said, Rashawn, it's your job to, to tell him, to point those things out, like God won't be pleased with, with you. And he has to understand that by doing those things, he really is blocking his blessings. Absolutely. You you do what you're supposed to do and you tell him what he needs to do or give him advice and he can follow whatever he wants to follow, but that's what you are supposed to do. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Let's say, um, hmm, let me give it a perfect example. All right. For instance, right. Uh, I was the, the litter king, right? I was the king of throwing shit out the car while you were driving, whether it was McDonald bags, whether it was Wendy's bags. Yeah. Back in the day, that was my thing. Dirtying up God's earth. Right. You know, now, you know, gear, when we changed, gears stopped. Gear was like, no, gear will have a dirty car with 15 uh, fast food bags in there. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But when we get home, she'll take it out and put it in the garbage. And when I started, I started following her and I was like, you know what? I can't letter anymore or you would roll the window down and i would just look at you like you better not right and 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 i mean that's a small scale oh it's so small but that was you know her encouraging me not to dirty up the world and just you know what take it and just put in the garbage bag and throw it out it takes five minutes to do that and that was a positive influence on me doing what i was doing 
It's so easy to do wrong. I feel as though the world is always calling you mm-hmm. to do wrong. And it's like the things that are right are the hardest to do. Absolutely. The things that are good for you are the hardest to do. It's strange how the world is. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So if he has you there as that constant support, Maybe you're his blessing. Maybe you're the one that will remind him, hey, you might not want to do that. Or, hey, you might not want to think that. Or, hey, you see any flaw in the way that you're thinking right now? Mm-hmm. So maybe you're you're his blessing and you're there to slowly but surely start to turn him around. But just don't just don't force him. And if you love him, I'm sure that there are reasons that are merit worthy for you to love him. Right. So if that's the case, then just try to be there for him. But don't allow his negative actions to try to draw and pull you into doing the same. Absolutely. And and good luck. And, and you stay your course because that is your course and that's what you should be doing. So we wish you the best of luck and keep us updated. And, and it doesn't to have know. to be a relationship ender. I right. think that you can you can work with it. Good right. luck. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you if you heard some of the podcasts or the recent podcast. Guy and I are remodeling in our, our house and the uh, architect is actually here now. So if he comes in the room, he's measuring because he's going to knock this bitch down. Well, not the house, but the, some of the walls. the whole house down, but... The house is going to be remodeled in a way where it won't be recognizable from the inside or the outside. Right. So we're going to have to move. Right. We're going to have to move out and rent. And it's probably going to take maybe a year to a year and a half to complete. And yeah. we are starting the process today. He's here field measuring. And then we're going to have to go into design and... Um, and, you know, pretty much giving him our wish list and telling him everything that we want and whatnot. So it's going to be a fun process. Hopefully it's not the death of our marriage because that's what I foresee. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, if he walks no in the room. Vibes. No, no negative you just, vibes. You just shunned me. All yeah, right. No negative vibes. Speak you, on that. No. What? What? Speak on what? Speak on that. Speak on what? I'm just saying I don't want us to bump heads in a way where. I'm not putting negativity out there. It's going to be a great renovation and we're going to keep it moving. It's going to be a great experience. I'm sure. You're going to agree with everything that I want. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about it and we're going to get through it. Right. But he's here. So if he walks in right now, that is the reason why. Okay. Sounds good. Next email. All right. Now, um, I just stumbled on your podcast and I'm hooked. I am binge listening and I must say I love how y'all keep it so real. So here's my issue. My boyfriend cheated on me last year with an old college friend he ran into at a club. As God would have it, the girl he slept with is friends with a mutual female friend of ours. So, of course, the girl he slept with called our friend to tell her. Our mutual friend uh, told me and I broke up with my boyfriend for about four months. And at four months, he seriously put in the work to get me back. He would send gifts, show up at my house, at uh, leave notes, flowers, etc., he would not let up and leave me alone. He was willing to change his habits, surroundings, whatever it took to get me back. I decided to give him a chance and we even went to therapy for a few months at his suggestion. We are now stronger than ever. Oddly, what happened brought us closer and allowed us to communicate like we have never been before. Now we're talking about getting married. Now, my boyfriend has taken accountability for his actions and shown remorse. However, he is very unforgiving towards our mutual friend as he feels she Ah. should have confronted him and given him the opportunity to tell me himself. Now it has become awkward with our friend because I have distanced myself from her. Prior to this Mm -hmm. incident, I was working on distancing myself from her as I feel she often likes to submerge herself in other people's relationships. Now she's very hurt and wants us to be as close as we were before, but I know there is awkwardness there. I also feel how she shared the news could have been handled with some sensitivity as well. When all our friends uh, hang out in a group, my boyfriend is cordial, but does not acknowledge her. When I tell him we are going to hang out, he doesn't tell me about not to hang out with her, but he rolls his eyes and makes snide comments. I really do not want to deal with that every time, so I am torn. They don't want to meet and talk about what happened, but I don't want this awkwardness every time we are out at events and she is there. Any suggestions? Thank you, Anonymous. Well, I think that's foul. What part? I think that's foul. Um, The fact that the friend is being ousted for doing what arguably a friend should do. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Let's talk about that first before I go any further. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that if a friend sees your boyfriend or your girlfriend Mm -hmm. doing something they're not supposed to be doing or gets wind that you have done something like cheating in this email, do you think that it is their job 
to tell you? Or do you think that they should mind their own business? Let's start there. Okay, it depends. It depends um, how close of a friend that they are. If they're a very close friend and they know for sure, like in this situation where the girl called her and said, Mm -hmm. I just slept with this person and I know that person is your man and Mm -hmm. you're thinking about maybe marrying or going too far, yes, she should tell him. I agree. But the person that she told shouldn't have went back to the boyfriend and said, Marcy told me this, that, and the other, that you cheated on me with so-and-so. She shouldn't have did that. <laughs> she should have said, I know you did this. I'm not mm. going to tell you how I know because if mm. if they ever get back Sticky. together, it leaves a strain. Right. And it, like it did. It obviously leaves a strain. And I'm going to say this. The bearer of the bad news has to be prepared for that strain right. because what happens often mm-hmm. is that the friend will find out something negative come back and tell the person that's her friend in the relationship mm-hmm. and that person will get upset mm-hmm. with the boyfriend they'll argue but more often than not people forgive they move on Mm-hmm. So either they don't break up at all or they do and they get back together. Then who's on the out? The friend that was the bearer of the bad news. It happens all the time. So if you decide to share that bad news, you have to be prepared for the consequences. You have to be prepared for the person that you tattled on. And I'm not saying tattled in a bad way. In my opinion, it's tattled in a good way because right. I do believe that it is your job to share that information if you know that it is factual. Mm-hmm. But the person that was tattled on is clearly going to feel some kind of way towards the person that they're looking at almost destroyed their relationship. Right. And then the person who you told, the friend is clearly going to expense ex- experience some awkwardness because now she has to deal with her boyfriend or her husband and her friend. Right. There is it is going to exist. The boyfriend that cheated or the girlfriend that cheated isn't going to look at the bearer of bad news and say, "Yeah, I understand why you did it. I understand that you receiving that information puts you in a compromising position and you had no choice but to tell her." No, that person be like, wow, you really inserted yourself and tried to bleep up my relationship. Now I don't bleep with you. Right. And I get both sides. It just comes with the territory. But no, the person that did the wrong should be mature enough to understand that it was that friend's duty to come back and shed that light on the situation. And I'm sure he should understand. And he should not that she needs to be forgiven, but he should forgive that act because he should understand that he was the wrong, the person that committed the offense right? No, and I, that he left her no choice. No, I get that and I understand that, but I still don't want to fuck with you. Like, I don't want to fuck with you. Like, I get it and I, I, I understand That's everything you're saying. That's very immature. And if you, would take very mature. On, if you would take on that stance, then that would make you very immature. I mean, it would make me immature, but I can't look at you and talk to you the same way. Because I, I, I just can't, you know, as, as I, I honestly don't. Let me just say, if I cheated on you. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say I went to the club one night, like in the email, I bumped into somebody that I knew in college and I cheated on you. Correct. And that person just happened to know, let's just say your friend and manager, June. Okay. And that person told June and June came back and told you. Mm hmm. I would have to understand and respect that because that is your friend. You'd still be cool with June coming over. You still I be would cool? still be cool with June and still be cool with and June have conversations with June and, and all still that? have conversations oh, with better. him the same way. As a you're matter of fact, I would probably apologize to him for putting him in that situation with my negligent ways. I, I probably would. Well, because. He's put under strain, not knowing what to do. Well, you're going to heaven before me because there is no way that doesn't make sense. I can have a, just a normal conversation it's like ignorant. that. Ignorant, it is ignorant, it's but ignorant. but it's somebody's feeling. And I can sit here, yeah, but I can sit here and say I would be cool, but no, it's a, it's a feeling. Let your head take over your heart. Sometimes Mm-mm. you have to let your head take over your emotions. Mm-mm. You know, you put things on the scale and you have to see how they tip. Like, wow, the way that I'm acting isn't mature, and it's not smart it's not well informed it's stupid i put somebody in a compromising situation where they had no choice but to do what they did they did it and now i'm gonna turn around and be upset with them yeah 
No. No, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'll you be. You have to acknowledge that. But, but see, yeah, you I saying, saying that just shows that you're okay with being willfully ignorant. Like, if you know better, then you should do better. I mean, that's, and that's how people should operate in the world. If you know better, then you have to do better, even if you have to make up your mind to do it, even if you don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds great and it sounds wonderful. And I'll give you a round of applause. Yes. But let's think about it, right? If I. If I punch you in, the, if, if a stranger right now punches you in your face right now mm-hmm. and knocks your teeth out, right? Mm-hmm. By the same standing, you should say, I forgive you. Or if somebody kills, no. let me finish. Or if somebody kills your kid, you should say, they were wrong. I forgive them. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what God wants you to do. Forgive. Not necessarily. Forgive. Yes, well, it, forgive. It, it, yes, it does. The way that Absolutely. you're putting it, I think, is a little misleading. Absolutely. You're supposed to forgive regardless. You're supposed to forgive, right? Not in that moment. And I can forgive and I could but, understand, but that misleading. doesn't mean that I still want to even see you because I fucked up. I know I did. I know I was absolutely positively wrong, but, but capital B-U-T, and I'll say T T T big butt, but it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be fair. It's gonna be funny. I'm not saying that it's not going to be awkward, but what I am saying is that you have to make up your mind to do the right thing. Right. And if you hadn't messed up in the first place, that person wouldn't be in a position to do something that offended you. No, you're right. But I don't want to talk so to you no more. I really you don't want to need fuck to with take you. that responsibility. And that person shouldn't be in a position where they're made to pay for doing something that they had no choice but to do. No, I get I understand what you're saying and I'm agreeing with and you. But I just know who I am as a person. I can't see you. As far as forgiveness, if a person harms your child, forgiveness is for you and not for them. Right. Like you forgive in order to eliminate that burden, to eliminate that strain so that you can move on every day without that weight on your back and without suffering feelings of hate towards another person every day. Do I understand people still having those feelings of hate? Yes, but that's when we work on ourselves. But you don't forgive that person to set that person free. You forgive that person to set yourself free. So the way that you put it, in my opinion, is a little misleading. Mm-hmm. In this situation, it's not it's not nearly as drastic. But if you know that the person was coming from a good place and did something that they were compelled to do because they had no choice but to do it, and then you hold them accountable and create situations where they feel awkward because of it, that's wrong. And if you know it's wrong and you do it anyway, then you're wrong times two. And that's how I feel. And it also depends on what that person said. You know, because there's somebody that says, hey, I want to tell you this. You know, my friend told me this. You know, take the information as you can or whatever. That's one way. And then there's somebody be like, girl, you got to leave him. You okay. know he's a motherfucking chief. And that's what she <laughs> which, said. Which brings us to the next part of the email that I wanted to And she address. said she's always in somebody's business. So those two things. She said that she had a problem mm-hmm. with the way in which she was told. Mm-hmm. And she said that. And not verbatim, but basically I got the impression that she obsesses over other people's business. Right. So if those traits of the friend are things that makes her want to start distancing, distancing herself from that girl, from uh-huh. that person, mm-hmm. then you have you're well within your rights to do that. But if it's based on the awkwardness that's created by the two of them being around each other or the way that he reacts when he finds out that you're spending an evening with her or going to hang out or chill or whatever, Mm -hmm. that isn't right. Because basically as a friend, you're punishing your friend for looking out for you and having your back. Right. And I think that that's all the way bleeped up. If there's other things that you didn't like about her and you saw your relationship coming to an end regardless, then okay. But I'm not getting that feeling. I'm going to tell you what I get a feeling. I'm I'm getting a feeling that she's putting her boyfriend first Mm -hmm. because she loves him and they may walk down the aisle. I'm getting a feeling that the awkwardness makes her feel some kind of way. Mm -hmm. She's uncomfortable. And of course, who doesn't want to eliminate awkwardness from their life, right? Then I'm also getting a feeling that this friend does things that does annoy her. A little messy. But if she didn't insert herself in their business and do the right thing by telling her, I think that the emailer would have just gone along with her friend being messy and maybe insensitive anyway, which leaves you 
with the fact that she's really using those as excuses to sever the relationship because she wants to keep a good relationship with the man in her life and she wants to eliminate that awkwardness. Right. So soul search, understand your own self and understand your motivation. Are you using this as an excuse to end the relationship? And you have to be real with yourself. With yourself. You have to be honest. Mm-hmm. And if you're using it as an excuse, then you're punishing your friend for doing the right thing. Correct. And I disagree with that. And I, and I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I know that putting myself in that predicament, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you shouldn't be, you know, uh, punishing your friend for doing the right thing. But, you know, a, as a dude, yeah, he has to get over the fact that he fucked up and, and, and caused that. But I understand. And furthermore, I would personally have a conversation with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I would say something to the effect of... You messed up. You created the situation. If this situation wasn't created by you, there would be no problem. There would be no awkwardness. So you have to take responsibility for it. You have to own it. And when you see my friend, you smile and you say hello. Mm -hmm. And you do everything that you can to make sure that I don't feel awkward when I'm around her because you caused that. And now, not only did you hurt me by what you did, but... You're also creating an after effect of awkwardness and uncomfortability and you're perpetuating it. When I go out with her, you roll your eyes. If you want to roll your eyes, think about it and don't. What? If we're around her, smile and fake nice, fake happy, fake like everything is okay if you have to because that's part of your job because you have to do that for my sake because you're the culprit in the situation. Not me, not my friend and neither of us should be paying the consequences for the things that you did. Because now it's like he's kind of creating like collateral damage. Right. Which is messed up. Yeah, well, you know, I I agree with you. You know, I agree that she has to work it out with her friend and and figure out if she's just basically just make it an excuse because you don't like the awkwardness. You know, is your friend really messy? You know, but you shouldn't punish her because she did the right thing. And as far as him, yes, he should uh, plan on doing what he has to do and making things the right way and do it the right way he has to stand up for what he did and and understand that you know and if the situations were swapped you know you if your situations were swapped yes you would want your friend to do the exact same thing so i agree with you okay cool all right well Good it's, luck. T- it's time to get up out of here that was two emails that was two yeah it was two it was two trust me it was two damn it i'm bugging right now now you know what you got to do no, no, no. Don't get on your knees. I wasn't talking about that yet, baby. <laughs> You're so stupid. I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> go eat. I, want, I need you to make me some butternut squash. Uh, well, I'm going to eat this food in front of me, and then I'll go make your meal. Nah, because I got to go pick up Madison from the school. So you should make me some butternut squash. Okay, so like And I, I got to go to the circus today, and then I got a club tonight. So I'm starving. I'm All right, I'll, <laughs> hungry. 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 No, no, no. Don't get on your knees. I didn't say that. Stop it. I, You're so stupid. I just said, can you please make me some butternut squash yeah, I'll soup? Go, I'll make your soup. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. We appreciate you guys for joining us and shout to everybody that came to the live show. Again, we appreciate you. We appreciate We love you, you. For, for joining us and thank you guys. You know, we really appreciate it. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Oh, let me ask you a question, right? What? Um, nah, we'll talk about it next time. Well, ask me now. You already said it. I, I was thinking about doing a Casey Crew weekend in New York. Well, a whole you know, weekend? Yeah, because people come in town. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, like maybe three days. Like maybe Friday do like a bowling situation or, or, or a roller skating party. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday we do like a day party. And then Sunday we do a podcast where people can come the whole weekend. And, you know, maybe somebody could just do the bowling party and hang with us. You know, just stuff that we can do as just fun and safe. And we could just have a good time. And there's no bullshit, you know? But that's cool because, you know, I feel as though... You know, 30 some, excuse me, 30 some things are always looking for something cool and fun to do. Like Mm -hmm. 20 somethings, 30 somethings, like you always want to do something fun. And a lot of my girlfriends are like, you know, where can I meet guys? I don't really go to the club. I don't really go out like that. And it kind of leaves you at a blank. Like sometimes like I'm thinking, well, if you don't meet them out socially and you don't meet them in church where do you meet men at the grocery store like where where would you meet men other than just by happenstance walking into the mall walking out of the mall going grocery shopping being out at dinner usually people that are out at dinner are you know with 
either another person or right. the opposite sex or with their friends. So it kind of, it's crazy. Like right now I have so many friends are, that are like, well, wow, like where do you meet men? So I don't know. I always thought that it would be cool to do things where, I'm not saying that it would be a mixer, but where singles and couples can come out and have a good time. Like you're always looking for like a way to have a good time and really enjoy yourself where you know it's cool, it's fun, it's safe, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm going to try to put that together like a weekend in New York where, you know, like I said, maybe Friday bowling or roller skating, you know, Saturday, maybe a day party. And then Sunday we close it out with a podcast. I think that'd be dope. Come on in. I think that roller skating would be dope. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of roller skating. I like to bowl, Mm -hmm. but... You guys are good. Um, they're in here about to measure. Uh, so bowling is fun, but I don't know if I really want to go to a bowling party. Well, well let's plan it out. Per we'll plan se, it out. But we could figure that out. And hit us up with or, or, like whatever you guys suggest. And also give an update on Mother's Day and what we decided. Oh, yeah. yeah, We're going to push the uh, Mother's Day event back because a lot of people are going to see their mothers on Mother's Day. So we're going to push that back and we're going to make it another big weekend. Yeah, because we figured like, okay... That would be great, like a Mother's Day brunch. But I think a lot of women are going to be spending time with their young children. And Absolutely. And moms. like us who have mothers as well are probably going to be going to our mother's houses for dinner or taking them out to eat. So ultimately, we decided that that probably wouldn't be the best, even though, I mean, it would, it would have been the best for us. We would have loved to do it. Right. So instead, um, either we'll do like a day party or we'll do another weekend. We'll talk about it and update you guys and let you know. Okay. Well, it's time to get up out of here. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And we are the Casey crew. Thanks for coming over. Toodles. Toodles.